Hello all, it's Carrie. Just wanted to give you a heads up. This episode we recorded around October, and obviously now it's February, so just wanted to give you a heads up. We'll be covering some topics that might be a little old, but we like to think they're still important. Thanks for sticking with us and being patient. And if this is, you know, you're just starting our podcast listening to it for the first time, welcome and thank you. I'll let you guys get to the episode. Thanks. In these harrowing times, three women step forward to expose the ridiculous and untrue stories bouncing around the internet and the world. I'm Peggy, the public health specialist. I'm Libby, the librarian. And I'm Carrie, the rock scientist. This is The Triple Hoax. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Triple Hoax. Howdy. <laughs> Gang's all yep, here. Yep. <laughs> yes, yes we are. Despite the yep, shitty yep. weather. Gloomy, oh, no. I would say. Welcome to the spoopiest month it's of all. It's almost halfway through October. Listen, it's fine. It We're been here. spoopy. It really been spoopy. Welcome back. Sorry it's been so long. We missed you. We hope you missed us. And you're not mad. Okay. (laughs) September was a rough month, you guys. It really was. It really was. I had a housewarming party. I got rear-ended. Uh-huh. I had a huge program at the library that I had to uh, prep for, like, all month. It was awesome. Life got away. HP. It was. Don't tell anyone, though. Because of copyright shit. It's fine. TM, TM, TM. Hewlett Packard. Hewlett Packard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Enchant the Library, a celebration of Hewlett Packard. Absolutely. (laughs) All those hardworking library printers. Oh, God. Fuck library printers. They're literally the worst. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a couple uh, hoax updates before we get into our main show okay the two that i wanted to cover and everyone can jump in you may remember we talked about a little something called global warming we did climate change it might have come up and um ding dong bitches it's back <laughs> did it ever go away no no it didn't and that's the big thing about this report that was just released and how scientists are finally formally panicking in a very mm. sciencey way the biggest thing about this report was not so much information that we all have already known for years and years and years. It was more, I at least from what I gather, it was written in a tone that was much more alarmist from panicky. a science, yeah. panicky from a science perspective. And for a really long time, climate scientists have thought that inducing panic was the worst way to go about telling people about this stuff because they didn't think it would be helpful. But because the window of time that we have left is quickly growing smaller and smaller, and clearly none of the major players are doing fuck all about it, they decided it was time to hit the panic button. Finally. Yeah, literally. Essentially what that means is that as early as 2040, we could be experiencing disastrous 
drought, flooding in in lots of southern areas of the world where there's huge populations, up to 10 million hey people guys. could die. Hey guys, we're going to be alive then. <laughs> Y'all. Yeah, that's the really the big thing about it that's like... <laughs> also the 10 fucking million people mm-hmm. who are going to die. On the positive note, there isn't one really, but... <laughs> There midterms are, are coming up. Midterms are coming up. And also our children's trust mm-hmm. is still working their way forward here in the United States. How many is it? It's like 10, 15. That's the lawsuit yeah. being filed against the U.S. government by us. 10 to 15 children. Children who are suing the government for knowingly mismanaging resources and covering up yeah. climate change. And destroying their futures, essentially. So that's still moving forward. The Trump administration really doesn't like it, so that means it's really good. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot like no one isn't doing anything. I mean, they're not doing enough, but people are doing something. And we'll be able to bend the curve and mitigate the degree, the de- like how fast this is happening by a tiny bit, but we're still in worst-case scenario land and potentially yeah. worst worse case scenario land so anyway that's cool have fun not sleeping tonight i Mm -hmm. didn't anyway the new york times dropped a huge report about how trump has systematically like tax scammed for the last 30 years it was really reassuring to hear somebody actually say it formally but it went it dropped out of the news cycle like the day after it happened yeah. wouldn't of that course. be funny if trump actually got arrested for tax yeah. evasion just like al capone yeah he won't no. yeah it's never gonna happen yeah it was a really interesting article by david bar to or barlow go ahead and check it out if you can listeners talked all about how like the children of fred trump helped their parents sort of basically launder money for years and evade taxes. It's all, they've got all of the receipts and tax reports. So it's really interesting. It's amazing how someone bad at business probably has, isn't good at it still, even when they say they are, they're probably not doing it right. So the thing is that he actually, if you count all of the money that he has, that he laundered over time for his father and all of his father's businesses his father gave him over 15 million dollars to start out with that dumb bitch including like properties and stuff so he likes to claim that he took a small million dollar loan but it was more like an unending font of money cool. that he really, really successfully kept. <laughs> he kept it so good. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep our money so good. Definitely go check out that New York Times article. It's really interesting. Do highly recommend.
people you don't know. Me and Timberland and Hosses 20 years ago. What the dealio? Now what the drillio? If you wanna battle me, then so that was our hoax update. Our question of the week, which is my topic, is what is sex addiction? It sounds so lurid when I say it that way, but that is our question. What is it? <laughs> we just don't Look know. around you. <laughs> we actually do. This definition I found on the interwebs says that sexual addiction is defined as any compulsive sexual behavior that interferes with normal living and causes severe stress on the family, friends, loved ones, and one's work environment. Interesting. So, basically, I mean, I mean, there's a big difference from what it is now to what it was before. And I was a little confused until I like started reading some examples of it. And WebMD gave the examples of engaging in risky sexual activities, which I put in heavy quotes because some sexual activities are truly risky, like not having protection when you have sex with multiple partners. But other things people judge to be risky but aren't actually, like BDSM or certain kinks and things like that. But anyway, I think what they mean, though, is... Soliciting sex workers, which again, not risky, but they mean risky socially. Yeah, no. I know. Right. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Surfing for porn at work. Sure. Exposing themselves in public. A crime. <laughs> so buying porn, watching porn to the detriment of your intimate partner. Mostly I think what they mean is Dis of dysfunctional sex life or focusing yeah. on sex to the exclusion of all other things right. or to the risk of your job, your livelihood. And I think with the soliciting for sex is you spend way too much money on sex workers and things like that. Girls gotta eat. I know that's true. Or boy. No, no shame on sex workers oh. or boy. Yeah. But <laughs> So I found some really interesting history about sex addiction because it's not really a new thing. I'm sure we've all heard the term nymphomaniac. Yeah. Right? I mean, it comes from ancient Greece when the Greek mythological creature, the nymph, was a sexually promiscuous to the point of aggression or they couldn't resist male desire, which both of those things sound like male fantasy. Mm -hmm. That sounds fake, but okay. Yeah. TBH. Roman doctors worried that excessive ejaculation would make men weak. So if you jerked hmm. off too much. <laughs> we should spread that around again. <laughs> but the term nymphomania was first coined in 1775 by this French doctor, Bienville. Nymphomania. Yeah. Better of course. <laughs> it referred exclusively to women. Of course. And of course it was a very policing sort of word that they invented. And then this guy named Benjamin Rush, he was a doctor too. He published the first book <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. recording sex addiction in men. And it was a lot like what the Romans saw with like excessive ejaculation. Like he goes through and he describes this guy as being like really weak and nerdy and weedy and he jerks off too much. And so he's got like yeah. a balance this of the is, humor. This or is some like shit. old school. You yeah. live in your mom's basement, you yeah. play video right, games, right, you right. watch porn. Sure. Yeah. But then this is the be this is the best one I found. In the 1830s, the <laughs> this French physician Claude Francois Lalemand coined the term sperm yeah, spermatoria, which Ew. I hate that word. Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. 
It was roughly comparable to sex addiction. And the way he found... This is the best part. I don't like... (laughs) Quote, noting the asymmetrical testes of a man who had died of a cerebral hemorrhage, he concluded that the unfortunate man's troubles began with an excessive discharge of semen. Your balls are (laughs) lopsided. Died of a brain Your balls damage. are left-sided. You jerked off too much. <laughs> so and that's why you had a brain hemorrhage? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The cause and effect line of old-timey doctors right. is amazing. Right. Yeah. Early 1900s, nymphomania came back with a vengeance with suffragism. So it was associated with lesbians and being a suffragette. Rallying for Basically, someone who won't put up with men's shit right. is yeah. obviously just... Yeah. Sex craze? I assume it was probably also tied to hysteria. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure. Very much. Then in the 50s, you see a huge uptick in smutty novels, like pulpy, like... So they thought that was sex addiction just because there were smutty novels? Yeah. Well, I mean, you hadn't had... The people who read them. Right. Okay. And you hadn't had literature openly published like that in such massive amounts yeah ever so it was seen as a turning point societal norms yeah well it just is a way to count how many common man people bought it we have the numbers now when they were painting slutty paintings for people to look at back in the (laughs) 1600s and shit it's true In 1983, the first real book using the term sex addiction came out. It was by Dr. Patrick Cairns called Out of the Shadows. Oh, God. And he went on to publish, like, ten more books about curing yourself of sex addiction. Mm. And it's very strange. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, That's weird. But early early, uh, recommendation from me, there is a good book about sex addiction called Sex Addiction, A Critical History. It was published in 2015, and they talk about the history of our relationship with sex and sex addiction and stuff like that. So yeah, so if that gives you an idea where we're coming from when we talk about all this stuff, it's not a great history. It's It's vague and heavily culturally influenced. And even though it sounds like it's a medical term... From what I can gather, it's so heavily cultural Mm -hmm. that it's very difficult to say something as technical as an addiction. Yeah. It's not even in the DSM. No, it's not. You can't be diagnosed with it. It's the diagnostic. Diagnostic something manual. It's used. It's the big Bible, essentially, of psychological and mental health disorders. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Statistic. I knew statistics was in there, but it doesn't yeah. make any sense in the it title, doesn't. but whatever. Anyway. So that's the big science book of mental problems, mm-hmm. and sex ad- addiction is not in there. I looked up compulsions because mm-hmm. I was thinking about how mm-hmm. compulsion and obsessive behavior are very mm-hmm. closely related, which of course is where you get obsessive compulsive disorder. But it's interesting because they were talking about how the main difference between compulsions and addictions. So you can compulsively need to do something, which Mm -hmm. is part of Mm -hmm. obsessive compulsive disorder. Right. But compulsions don't bring any relief. Addictions Mm -hmm. or uh, compulsions Mm -hmm. don't bring any pleasure. Addictions bring pleasure. And that's why people keep doing them. So things like gambling, drugs. Stealing. uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
and things like that. Like they're that not stealing. Don't listen to me. Things that lead to a pleasurable release at the end or more give you some sort of positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. Those are addictions. Compulsions are just an expression of some mental thing that are the person's attempt to gain relief. So for example, sorry, what? Oh, just like you said something about um, addictions give you like a pleasurable release at the end. And I just made like a really bad face. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> people who, for example, have obsessive compulsive disorder, they have an obsession in their brain. Correct me if I wrong. It's obsessive thing in their brain. Oh, my hands are dirty. They have germs. I'm so worried I'm going to get sick. And then they just can't stop thinking about it. And so the compulsion that they do to try to release themselves from that obsession is they wash their their hands hands over and over. Where someone with an addiction, like someone who's addicted to heroin, for example, will say, I feel like shit, like something is bothering them. And they'll be like, well, I know what will fix that. Heroin. Heroin makes me feel good. I know what will fix that. (laughs) Heroin. That's what heroin trains the brain to think (laughs) too. So this is a new game. What is a new game? Old timey doctor or heroin addict. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. You can't tell the difference. I know what will fix this. Yeah. (laughs) Heroin. And they'll do heroin and they'll literally feel better. And that's what fuels their addiction. Right. So that's like the difference. I have like a personal example. Um, so I have trichotillomania, which is a compulsive behavioral disorder where you pull out your own hair. Yeah, and it's it's not um, because there's no obsessive component. It's not like OCD, but a real tick. And so I will find myself pulling out my hair, but it's not. There's no relief when I realize that that's do or have been doing. Mostly, it's like shame and regret, <laughs> which is right. also very common with like OCD. Yeah, exactly. From what I can perceive, I would assume that sex addiction may not be as accurately Named? portrayed as an addiction because a lot if it's dis- if it's fucking up their <laughs> if it's fucking up their <laughs> life. <laughs> if it's messing up their life in the way that they're describing, mm-hmm. wouldn't you I I mean, I guess sex is enjoyable, but at some point it's diminishing returns. So now they're not actually doing it. They're feeling like they need to and it's not good. That's why it escalates into quote unquote risky behaviors, I think. Because you have to do more to get the same um, reaction. But I would say that that's the same as any sort of addict, like any alcoholic or drug user. That's Um, true. um, The more you use, the more you have to use to get the same effect. In in lots of cases, I've found that I think you can almost see it as like a coping mechanism. When you go shopping instead of feeling sad, you you go shopping. Hashtag relatable. Or... Oh my god, I had such a... I have to think about this really big thing I have to do. I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to have a couple of drinks or maybe too many drinks. Because, like, they've noted it down to people engaging in these behaviors who have depression, who have anxiety. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who are victims of sex abuse also have this problem, right? Um, Or adjacent. That's a theory. Yeah. As to why some people have that the problem if they were abused as children or if they grew up in a very repressive household, like they grew up in a staunchly conservative 
Baptist house. I don't know, something like that. Something that Catholic. makes sex dysfunctional already, right. yeah. so they don't. Um, yeah. Do you mean American popular culture? Anyway, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. True. Or they. I mean, this one article said um, a libido discrepancy in a relationship. Yeah. So you, it's all relative. So right, if your course. partner is someone who's, oh, once or twice every month, I'm happy. Yeah. And the other partner's, it's got to be every two days. Then that once a month person is like, Whoa. you're a crazy yeah. sex addict, right. which right. it's all relative. I think that's the biggest thing to remember with sex is that it's complicated and it's literally and figuratively messy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no one answer for someone who self-identifies as being a sex addict or someone who has issues with their um, sexual life. And then also they had erotic conflict, which I think is a stupid name for like being repressed. So basically saying like people who are gay or, you know, oh, having no. problems with their own sexuality, which I find a little scapegoat-ish. Like yeah. trying to explain... Like, gay men's sexual, voracious sexual appetites. I find that it's mostly the expression of gay sexuality to be very uncomfortable. So they yeah. label it as being deviant or voracious or like... When if I, had, if a hetero man acts the same way, they're like, oh, look at him. He's right. a stud. Exactly. Look at him get all those women. Exactly. And then if it's a gay man, they're like, oh, oh God, God, he's yes. coming from my butthole. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, did you like my researcher voice? I did, yeah. Thank you. And then the last one, which I find the most likely, you're just trying to avoid consequences. It's easier to say you're a sex addict instead of saying, hey, I'm an asshole who cheats on my spouse or my partner. Mm -hmm. or, you know. Sure. In some circumstances, yeah, in for some. sure. In some cases that mm -hmm. some people who identify as aromantic are often labeled as sex addicts because they mm -hmm. show no desire for mm -hmm. monogamy or traditional romantic yeah. partnerships. Yeah. And so the fact that they... They like to have sex, but they don't want the traditional forms of commitment yeah. labels them as deviant when yes. they're like, this is just who I am. I never try to tell people, I, I try not to string people along, oh, but I'm just oh. never interested in that. And people start, sure. you know, their outside friends and family are like, why won't you settle with anyone? Or why right. won't you just, and right. they're like, right. this is right. just who I am. Yeah. So when I, that's what I was thinking when you said someone who solicits uh, sex workers a lot could be somebody who is aromantic, who's like, sure, this yes. is a yeah, good yeah, solution. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It was a little weird because they framed it a little serial killer-ish. Uh, like, but they oh. framed the idea of the sex addicts, um, the setup and completion yeah. of acquiring sex as the part that they get a rush from. Also is a bit of blaming the digital age, quote unquote, so oh, like on Tinder or dating apps, like setting up that encounter leading up to the sex is they like what... the foreplay of setting up. Right. Yeah. And at this point in our society, that's stupid. People have been doing this forever. No. You'd send a note with a pigeon or some shit or with your servant, <laughs> like you up DTF. Yeah. <laughs> So I think it's definitely all relative, but at the same time, I, you don't want to dismiss anyone's experience of being like, mm -hmm. I've had a very difficult, long, painful sort of, I don't want to say relationship, <laughs> relationship with sex. Yeah. And I struggle a lot to be faithful or whatever. Right. And I do need help for it. Oh yeah. Right.
But at the same time, I feel like a lot of it's societal. Yeah, I'm very skeptical of hetero men who are married who are sex addicts because to me, the relationship of marriage, yeah. like the old traditional setup of marriage, just props men up to just be able to do that with no consequences. So right. of course they're going like, to, oh, I'm yeah. sex addict. I'm as sex like addict. An, a convenient right. excuse for yeah. just, I want to do whatever I feel like doing. And that includes being unfaithful to my yeah. wife. So that's very. Well, should we take a break? Absolutely. Let's listen to some tunes. talk about sex addiction some famous sex addicts so there are a lot of people right now claiming sex addiction as a reason for their gross behavior and i want to talk a little bit about a few of them i think one of the most well-known celebrities who claims to be a sex addict is david duchovny dd like i love me some (laughs) Fox Mulder. Oh, yeah. But um, he has been apparently battling with this for a really long time. I think that just means he might be a douche. But anyway, that's just me casting judgment. Other celebrities that you will not find surprising are um, Russell Brand. Yeah. That's why he divorced Katy Perry. Billy Bob Thornton. Kanye. Uh Huh. An unreliable narrator. (laughs) That's very true. Um, I think my favorite person on this list that I found, because this is just fucking speculation, is um, JFK. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that a lot. Who? JFK. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. I have no trouble believing that. I mean, his brother straight up murdered his wife, so who even knows anymore? (laughs) <laughs> and now we get to the creepy ones, the real creepy oh. ones. Uh, Elliot Spitzer, Anthony Weiner, Harvey Weinstein. Ooh. Oh. I don't know if Louis C.K. has decided that that's the reason that he's a gross person, but I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the going excuse around here. So that's just a handful of celebrities and people in pop culture and government officials who have purportedly sought rehabilitation for their sex addiction. Oh, 
It's funny because, well, not funny, but it's not funny at all. Funny, ew, not funny, I know because Liv read it too, but in Russell Brand's autobiography, he talks about how when he would go stay with his dad. when My bookie book. In my bookie book, yes. That's what it's called. His parents were divorced when he was really young. And when he'd go stay with his dad, the old, his dad didn't have anything child appropriate at his apartment or whatever. All he had was mm-hmm. porn. So oh. he, Russell Brand saw porn at like nine or ten years old. Too young. Ooh. Yeah, he he talks a lot about his struggle. Yeah. I'm sure there have been studies done that show what kind of adverse effects that children have for the rest of their life if they're exposed to sex too soon. Overly sexualized early. Yeah, or not being molested or sexually assaulted or anything like that. Just media porn (laughs) or things like that. I'm sure there's Mm -hmm. lots of studies that have been conducted on that Mm -hmm. so yeah i guess what we're trying to get at is there are some celebrities that and as in the the normal people the everyday people is that some people actually have a problem some people just use it to excuse their shitty behavior and that's really awful or they're completely confused and they think that's what's up but it's not hey that's what's up huh get it no. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. We're, we're moving on. We're moving <laughs> past it. Cosmo did this anonymous interview with three people who identified as mm. a romantic, mm-hmm. and I read it. And Cosmo did a real shitty job, like it usually does, where it gets things half right, where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, these are people who are aromantic. We should give them visibility and interview them. And that's the good thing. And then the bad thing is, they made one of the women they interviewed sound like a fucking monster. Oh, good. She, they even kept in the part where she's like, people say I'm cold and sociopath. The person who's editing this did an awful job and is an asshole and was like, hey, hey, she even thinks she is one. I'm just going to play that up. Yeah. It's just the worst. The idea that sex addiction is sometimes also called hypersexuality, is thought of as a, like you guys were saying in the beginning, like it's medicalized a lot of the time, also pathologized. Pathologized. Yeah, that's the word. When really it's just a reflection of our society. It's true. The amount of sex or not sex that a single unmarried woman has right now would easily be diagnosed as sex addiction Mm -hmm. in any other time in Mm -hmm. history. Yeah. Before 1960, probably. Maybe even not then. I wouldn't be surprised. I guess we should listen to some more tunes. Sounds good. Yeah. Take a little break. (laughs)
Yellow. I have some more gross things to tell you guys. Great. <laughs> so lay it on me. Yay. <laughs> when they first discovered quote unquote spermateria, <laughs> treatments ranged from exercise and cold bathing. Okay. Okay, Kellogg. <laughs> to injections of acetate <laughs> of lead. What? <laughs> Blistering of the penis. No. And occasionally castration. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, an even more fun side effect of this spermaturia or whatever was it also was a very racist of course. disease. Yeah. In the past and today, uh, this is still a very strong undercurrent in our society. Black men are viewed as being... Having voracious, violent sexual appetites. They and just being violent, period. Right. So to prevent white men from also being like this, they would recommend these treatments. Because they were like, oh no, you can't be like that. Yeah. In 1856, there was an account of a gynecologist who treated this 24-year-old woman who reported that she was having lascivious dreams about men other than her husband. (laughs) And the doctor Uh instructed her to, quote, reduce her intake of meat, take cold enemas, Mm. which, you know, thanks, Kellogg. And, this is the kicker, swab her vagina Mm. with a borax solution. No! No. Quote, if she continued her present habits of indulgence, it would probably become necessary to send her to an asylum. Sure. Mm. I'd rather go to an asylum than keep putting borax in my (laughs) vagina. That's true. (laughs) In other cases, gynecologists treated what they now termed nymphomania with surgery, removing women's ovaries and clitoris. No. So the next time people come to you and be like, they're doing genital mutilation in Africa. They're so barbaric. Bitch. Think again. We've been doing it here for over 100 years. Yeah. So if you guys want to try that, I highly recommend behavioral therapy. Yes. (laughs) Going to a therapist. Going to your doctor. Don't do that. (laughs) Told me I should go and get some therapy. I asked the doctor, can you find out what is wrong with me? I don't know why I wanna be with every girl I meet. I can't control it, yeah, I know it's taking over me. I'm going crazy, can't contain it. So tell me just what I should do. She said,
I watched True Life because True Life is an MTV classic. Bless, Absolutely. Bless up. I watched True Life. I'm addicted to sex. And it's it's just yes. like one episode. <laughs> it's very informative in the sense that it seems pretty candid. I'm sure, I mean, I know and you know that reality <laughs> show is very edited and, and somewhat scripted. It just followed these two different people. One of them was a young girl. She was probably oh man in her late teens, early 20s. She had a boyfriend, and she was literally always demanding that he have sex with her. This was just literally minutes of uncomfortable footage of her waiting around, <laughs> being like, when are we going to have sex again? Mm. It's very difficult oh, to watch. Wow. Her boyfriend just talks about how like he gets so annoyed with her because oh. even though he enjoys it most of the time because he's also like in his early 20s late teens or whatever she's just always on mm-hmm. it's two or three times a day and just will not stop bugging him oh. it's even worse because he's not much better in a different way he's always playing video games he's always sitting oh. on a couch playing video games and she's just next to him like how about now? <laughs> How about now? Okay. Not literally, but basically. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like they have an entirely dysfunctional relationship. Oh, of course. But this poor thing, she just is, what about yeah. now? But the other thing is that she talked about how, that's why I brought that up earlier, is that she was abused when she was younger. Oh, really? She has really, uh, from the way she was talking, it sounded like she's really insecure and having sex makes her feel secure. That's mm. how she feels mm-hmm. like everything's okay. Right. Which is a messed up. Most people are like, hey, are we good? Yeah, we're good. Or like a yeah. hug or something. Yeah. But it sounded like she had it all messed in her brain because yeah. of what happened to her, yeah. which was really they, unfortunate. They talk about that in some people, if it's, I mean, if you want to pathologize sex, a disconnect mm-hmm. in the reward centers of your brain, which also is why some people led are led to think it's an addiction, so that you you're you only get your reward, your neurological reward, if you up the ante or things like that. But that's right. kind of what that sounds like. And it was good because at some point she saw a therapist in the episode Mm -hmm. i don't know if she kept going because it didn't seem like she like also she was a teen late teens she may eventually grow out of it but you never know (laughs) it's really risky when you're already starting your young sexual life with like or the only time she can get him to pay attention to her was during sex yeah that seems really (laughs) like yeah like it's hard to compete with video games they're shiny they're movie (laughs) I saw a really funny clip on, on Tumblr the other day. It was a clip from Hoarders on AMC. Oh, yeah. And this this guy was a hoarder, and his 
two sisters, or maybe his sister and his friend, who were both women, were clearing out one of his rooms, and they found a shit ton of gay porn magazines, (laughs) which, you know, whatever. But they also found his collection of lingerie, and they found his dildos. These two women were literally (laughs) sobbing like it was the end of the world. They were like really... I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'd be upset if I found my siblings, like, whatever. Like, <laughs> that's what would upset me. But they were just, like, really upset that he was, like, apparently, cro- quote-unquote, cross-dressing. Whatever, man. You got bigger really problems. Your funny. house is going to fall down <laughs> because there's so it much was. fucking trash in oh, it wow. and cat poop. Your, your loved one is going to die from, like, their house crutching them. <laughs> not, their, not their gay porn. proclivities. <laughs> Jesus priorities people anyway and then the other person in that true life i have is i have i'm addicted to sex it was a little bit different this person it didn't seem like because this took up her entire life from what i could tell she never went anywhere or did anything they edited to look like that yeah but this she didn't even have a job oh but this other person had a job a functioning adult And that one, I kind of had the impression that that person was just sad that they had to... Was just sad. Yeah, that they were just serially going through people because they really wanted to be in a monogamous relationship, but they couldn't stop doing... And that, to me, just seemed something else entirely was going on. That didn't seem as much... I mean, maybe, like, too much porn use. I can't remember, but it was different. The porn one... That I watched because it was like true life. I'm addicted to porn. That was just absurd. That was like the compulsive thing where this person, when they weren't doing the things they absolutely had to do to function, they were looking at porn. That was it. They were just looking at porn. Okay. Sometimes not even like jerking off to it. Just watching it. It's boring. Yeah, that just sounds really boring. I don't think I would be able to just watch it for funsies. You're like critiquing the costumes and like... (laughs) The lighting like what are you doing so the one thing that irritated me was this one doctor on, on psychology psychology today the psychology today the the epicenter the head the cutting oh, yeah. edge of psychology oh, sure. listen <laughs> listen so there's this drug called naltrexone which is used for it's called an opioid antagonist so okay. I think it inhibits yeah. opioid, opioid addiction and alcoholism. Yeah. Apparently, they've tested it on, in a, I'm sure, a very small sample size, very crappily done study, but <laughs> that it <laughs> help, can help sex addicts by stimulating a part of your brain. It apparently sounds... limits frequent exhibitionism, masturbation, compulsive oh touching of sexual organs, <laughs> and spontaneous erections. It's been used sometimes to treat paraphilic oh sex gosh. offenders. Listen, sex offenders are sex offenders because socially there are no consequences for them. And it's all about control. They want control <laughs> over someone. It's not pathological they're just not good people. No, yeah, they're bad. They're <laughs> bad. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just bad people. Yeah. Get them to therapy or something. I don't know. But that's what pissed me off also. Put them in jail. That might be asking too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Apparently, they get put on the Supreme Court now, so... Oh. Yeah, you know. True. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we should take another music break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
then when we come back, we will give you some recommendations. Sounds good. sure do. Lib, do you want to? I will. So my recommendation is to go read some old-fashioned or not so old-fashioned romance novels. There's this really great genre of romance novel now called New Adult and it's basically just like erotica with a plot and it's very enjoyable. So I highly recommend it. A plus. Go read it. All right. Nice. My recommendation is go watch True Life. Like I mentioned, (laughs) it's iconic. And also watch, if you can find it, because I don't know where it is now, probably on Netflix or Amazon. It's called Strange Sex. It was on TLC. It's kind of a grab bag of fetishes and kinks, but then also people with health problems related to sex so sometimes it's a little bit offensive because they're like strange sex when someone's born with a vaginal 
def- not a deformity, but a v- genital different. Yes. So, like like yeah. some things people can't help, yeah. and other things are people's choices. A birth defect. Right. Strange sex can be a little bit offensive, but it is very interesting. Ooh, what about sex sent me to the ER? Yeah. Go watch that. That's always good for a laugh. My recommendation, I'm a giant history nerd, and I found the book that Benjamin Rush, which now I realize why we were laughing about it is because it's like Rush Revere. (laughs) No, but Benjamin Rush, he was a doctor. And he wrote the book about sex sex addiction back in the early 1800s. But somebody did a really cool thing and photocopied the entire book onto the internet. And I'll post the link, but you can go read the old wacky, old-timey shit that he wrote about and, like, treatments for sex addiction. Wow. It's really funny and interesting to read. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Check that out. So did we answer our question? I think we answered it as much as anyone can. My thinking and sign off is if it's consensual, you're not hurting anyone and it doesn't make you lose your job or go homeless, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whomst ever. Whomst. Safe, sane, and consensual. Amen. Yeah. yeah. I'll go out on a limb and say that as long as you evaluate yourself and your choices and don't let society dictate. I mean, obviously, don't. It's safe, sane, consensual, obviously. But as long as you don't let society dictate too much of how you feel about your sex life and your sex drive and everything, you're probably you're okay. Probably good. Just, you know, within reason, within mod- moderation. People always think they're having more or less sex than everyone around them, but when yes. they do statistics and polls through health stuff mm-hmm. or anonymously, mm-hmm. They always find that you, you're average. in the average. Yes. You're probably okay. Because, you know, human beings can only physically have so much <laughs> sex in one given span of time. Yeah, unless you you be riding that mechanical <laughs> dildo all the time. True. I think you're... Or you're taking too much um, Cialis. Yeah. <laughs> then you need to go to the hospital. Then you need to go to the hospital, yes. Talk to a licensed physician about <laughs> sexual stuff before you, like, if you really think, like, am I going to get a condition or hurt something if I do this? Talk to a doctor about it. They will not judge you because they have literally seen it They all. will not. That's their job. And if yeah. they do, they're a shitty doctor and you should Yeah. See them. Also, I'm a hun- almost 100% sure you can go on sexpertine.com yeah. or scarletine. Scarletine. yeah. scarletine.com. Or you can go to a Planned Parenthood website, and I'm sure it will direct you to resources where you can digitally, anonymously talk to someone who can tell you the things you need to know about sex stuff like, what's this lump on me? Condoms. Condoms. What's good birth control? Where can I go Mm -hmm. for this? Talk to them. Like, you don't have to be freaked out that you're the only person who's had to deal with something. It's probably... Someone else has dealt with it, and you're probably going to be okay. (laughs) So we herald the triumphant return of the hometown. Hoedown. Throwdown. Make up your mind. Decide to walk with me around the lake tonight.
this week, our hometown <laughs> Hoedown Throwdown hits very close to home because... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm ruining it by laughing so much. Oh, God. It's so good, though. You know what, Libby? So do you want to... Do you want to tell us this one? Set the scene. <laughs> September okay. 1st, 2013. <laughs> we are young... <laughs> We've hyped it up too much. We are young college age people hanging out in our respective towns none of which well were you still in battle creek care yes yeah i was at kcc okay so one of uh, one of which was still at home in good old battle creek the serial city usa, USA. <laughs> When what to our wondering eyes should appear <laughs> but a news report. <laughs> um, about a group of people reserving the Masonic Temple in Battle Creek for um, a private party. Yep. Private party. <laughs> Super private. <laughs> so... So the Masonic Temple apparently is like downtown. Just mm-hmm. to just to paint a word picture for everyone, it's also the, right by the police station. It's also it's by the police station. It's right across from the police station. <laughs> yeah, and it's by the Federal Center, a giant government building. The police were called because there were reports of a fight, but um, what they broke up was referred to. Multiple times in media as a drug-fueled orgy. (laughs) (laughs) A drug fuel? Uh I forgot about that part. Apparently, it was broken up at 2.15 a.m. Sure. They They were being too loud? uh, Officers were called to the prominent building in downtown Battle Creek, Michigan, which sits across the park from police headquarters. They found five women dancing on stage naked. Sure. (laughs) Party Uh, on, mother. They also (laughs) reportedly discovered a couple having sex in the lodge and several men standing around filming the action. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) What kind of drugs were they on? (laughs) Let's see. The Battle Creek Freemasons refused to comment on camera for the TV station, but insisted that the orgy was not part of their secret society's rituals. <laughs> they said the party was not sponsored by their group at all. Sounds like something the Freemasons would say to cover up their sex orgies. Sure. You know? Sure, sure, sure. Hashtag. Illuminati confirmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They didn't say what drugs they were on? Oh, let me see. Probably LSD. The report from W or the TV station does not specify whether drugs were found or seized. Mm. You know, I don't know if it's worse or better that there weren't any drugs. <laughs> worse in that, like, can you really be proud of yourself for your orgy if there aren't any drugs at it? Sure. No. But B. I'm really enjoying the fact that apparently a spokesperson told the local TV station that an outside group had paid $900 to host a quote-unquote dance party. Sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> that's the cover. Who wants to have your dance at the Masonic Lodge? Oh, that's actually, so, so the article actually made it to the Daily Mail, the British newspaper. <laughs> Truly a crown jewel. <laughs> For Battle Creek. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, what a time to be alive. Surely. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I've never heard the actual details of what they found. I, I just heard oh like there was a sex so party and I always it, thought people were fucking or it, like making it up. It made it to the Daily Mail, the Huffington Post, <laughs> the Atlantic. What? It was on Reddit. Oh, oh, myfreemasonry.com. <laughs> it is really the Masons yeah. then. Amazing. Amazing. Heroes live amongst us. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> We're not encouraging you to rent out your local Masonic Lodge to have an orgy, but we're but, just saying that we're a not. private location not. might be less likely. Yeah, definitely a good issues. idea. We're not discouraging you to rent out your also, local Masonic Lodge. Also, there are literally sex clubs in large cities. Yeah, that's that's just go to that's one of those. They are. They're literally for the exact purpose. Well, oh boy. so we answered mm-hmm. our question and we know not to rent out Masonic Lodges for Check orgy. Check that off my list of places to call. Strike that one off the list. <laughs> All in a night's work. <laughs> We're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> All right, kiddos. Remember. If they want to follow us, they can find us on Facebook at facebook.com. Um, just search for the Triple Hoax podcast. You can follow us on Tumblr at the Triple Hoax, um, Twitter at the Triple Hoax. If you you can shoot us an email, uh, the Triple Hoax at gmail.com. Definitely, please uh, look us up on iTunes or on Stitcher and leave us a five star review and rate us. Um, the higher we go up in the polls, and that just lets more people find us. It's really important. Please tell us your favorite location for a orange, a non-drug fueled orgy. In yeah, your yeah. Review on iTunes. Let us know. We're compiling a list. <laughs> Y'all, oh, don't forget. Um, so we shared this on our Facebook, and I almost forgot about it. So we shared the awesome romance novel. What the that, per- perfect episode? What the perfect perfect episode? Lib already had in her recommendations. Our lovely friend CM Valencourt has written a romance novel. It's M.M. It sounds juicy and dramatic and sexy as hell. And we'll put up the name of it because I just forgot because I'm a horrible friend. Um, We'll post the link again in our Facebook group. But go check out their book. It's on Amazon for you to order. Yeah. um, Well, and just so all you listeners know, it's men. It's a men, it's a gay Aww. romance, men loving men with happily ever after. Love a good H-E-A. Aww. Sparkly noises. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's our promo there. So yeah. All right. Uh, we told you all we can tell you, listeners. And just remember. It doesn't have to be a mystery. That's hot. 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 This is hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's really hot. That's 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 hot. Someday we'll get that right. Try that again. <laughs> and remember, it's. <laughs>
Divine mystery. Oh my god. Okay. No, let's just use that. Oh <laughs> let's okay. just use that. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.